0: Your Bibles to Galatians chapter 4 and as we mentioned in the Advent reading part of our service today we want to focus on peace and I want to stay in our key verse as we've been traveling through this journey just to continue to set up the heart of the Lord for what we feel like the Lord has been speaking to us. Everybody say, it's time. In Galatians 4.4, the Bible says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. To redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Because you are sons, God sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So, Father, would you bless the reading of the word to our hearts this morning? Let us receive, God, what you have to say for us today in this topic. So many of the topics, Lord, hope, love, and joy... We can aspire to, but if we're in this place this morning, we're honest, God. The topic of peace at Advent can seem far off, and so God, I pray for a special moving of your spirit today as we sit under your word, the peace of the Lord move in Jesus' name. Has everyone said? Amen. Let me, let me read you something out of Romans. Um, third year college students are in uh, the book of Romans now. Uh, a course called Free by Divine Decree. And I have enjoyed moving through Romans. And if your life has ever felt like Romans chapter 7, just wait. Romans chapter eight's on the way. Hello, somebody. But because I've been going through it with this kind of an intent this year, not only facilitating uh, the class, but uh, I've, I've broke it down in some other translations. And I don't typically read out of the Living Bible. Not that I'm against it. I just don't typically read out of it. Maybe some of you do. But I found Romans chapter 11 in the Living Bible. Or chapter 5, verse 11 in the Living Bible. Very interesting. Very interesting. And it says this, not only this soul, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have received reconciliation. Everybody say peace. peace. I want you to think about history. I'm, I'm kind of a history student, loose history student. I had a great history teacher in high school, and um, he actually just happened to be my high school baseball coach. And so I had better do good in his class if I wanted to be on the... Starting rotation uh, for the ball games, but um, think about history it's basically a story of conflict yeah. if you, anybody got the history channel on your TV and sometimes you just watch it right it's a, It's basically a story of conflict. Think about this I mean of the 5500 some odd years of recorded history we have 15,000 15,000 recorded wars and those are just the ones we know of and as we sit here today we are currently in this place there are wars happening in the world that you and I live in there are wars happening when, in the world that we live in. And, and the truth of the matter is, if you look at history and you agree that history is basically a story of conflict. If you look at the 5,500 some odd years of recorded human history that we have. 15,000 recorded wars. You can only come to the conclusions that human beings don't seem to be very good at living at peace with one another. Just over a hundred years ago, the philosophy was this. If we educated people, we could end all wars... And so the, the, the whole war, you know, we moved into that mode. Let's educate people. Let's educate people. If we can get people educated, just over 100 years ago, this was the ideology. Let's educate people and educated people then that will end all wars. And then those educated people promptly, promptly took us into two, two world wars. Hello, somebody. The most educated people and nations on the planet proceeded to enter into two world wars. Here's my point. Without the transformation of the heart, education only affords us the imagination to kill each other in new creative ways. Somebody say amen. Amen. There are brilliant people in prison. An educated mind does not necessarily produce a peaceful heart. What the world desperately needs is reconciliation. Come on, somebody. That's the restoration of peace. That's what we desperately need. There's not a person sitting in this room right now who isn't weary of conflict. Maybe it's not a world war. Maybe it's not with a weapon of any sort. But you know what I mean. Come on, somebody. Peace with God. Peace with others. Peace in our own heart. Peace is the miracle cure for broken lives and broken relationships. It diffuses conflicts. Peace turns chaos into calmness. It brings a peace of mind instead of panic. Come on, somebody. But if there's one thing that we seem to be in short supply of, it's reconciliation. And Christmas... Is about reconciliation. Come on somebody. It's time. Somebody say it's time. It is time. Watch Isaiah 9, 6. For unto unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. I love the third announcement of the shepherds. The arrival of the Prince of Peace. I love it. It is so perfect. Jesus wasn't coming to just teach us about peace church. He was coming to empower us to live in peace. Y'all not helping me because I know this is a heavy. One. I knew going into this that this would, this would probably be the most heavy, heaviest spiritual overflow of this mess these messages. Because the truth of the matter is, no matter who you are, where you're at right now, you can imagine hope, you can imagine love, you can imagine joy. But this idea of peace, Pastor Don, you don't understand. Every waking hour of my life is conflict. There's not an issue or a situation or a circumstance or any avenue of my life that isn't always or seems to be always in conflict. Are you with me? Luke 2:14, it says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth goodwill or on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Last April. I had the opportunity of traveling to Kenya, Tanzania, and Ethiopia to do uh, graduations for a nation-to-nation Christian university. And we went to Kakuma refugee camp. Throw throw this picture up here. I want you to see this. Now, if you you can look at this uh, real carefully, it's not going to be on the front wall. There it is. Thank you. All right. Uh, This is Kenya. This is the nation of Kenya. Uh, you'll see nations that surround it that you always hear about war. Somalia over here on the east coast, Ethiopia to the north, always in war. South Sudan, always at war. Uganda, there's always war there. If you will look right there in the top left-hand corner of Kenya, that is where Kakuma refugee camp is located. We flew in to Nairobi, and then we flew from Nairobi up to Lodawar, and then we took a three-hour car ride to get to Kakuma refugee camp. The Kakuma refugee camp is an incredible place. Show the next picture. This is an aerial photo of Kakuma refugee camp. Now, I need you to understand, there are 200,000 people live in this camp. The only food they get is the food that the United Nations brings in, and it's never enough. The government of Kenya Kenya has no welfare. You don't go there and get health care. You don't go there and get welfare. You don't go there and get free money. When you arrive... At the Kakuma refugee camp, as a refugee of war from Sudan or from Uganda or or from Ethiopia or from Somalia, your family is given a 10 by 20 piece of property and you are given a brick mold. That is it. You build your house out of the dirt on the little plot they gave you. Throw that picture up there again. All of those houses are mud houses with tin roofs on them. Those people cannot get jobs because they are refugees. They are not citizens. They have no ability to leave the camp. They cannot leave the walls of the camp. Listen to me. And they're all there... Because conflicts of all kind have displaced them and this is their last place of hope. But the truth of the matter is when they arrive there, they can never leave again. And the graveyards on the outside of Kakuma refugee camp are larger than the camp itself and enlarge themselves daily. All because of war, all because of conflict... All, and i tell you what, you will not mistake people from South Sudan. They are tall. Uh, the Sudanese people are tall. I mean, they're, hu- they're huge. I mean, they are, they are tall. And they make, they make Jonathan Munson look like a white boy. <laughs> they're very dark people. They're dark people. But let me tell you what's in, put the first picture back up there, or the second picture back up there again. There it is. Let me tell you what's basically in that camp. Moms and childrens. You want to tell you why? Because all the men died in war. We have a college in this camp. Y'all, y'all didn't hear me. We have a college in this camp. And we get them not only an education, but a biblical education. And once they get a, a, an associate's degree, a bachelor's degree, or a master's degree, the government of Kenya does not care that it is in biblical studies they just care that they're educated people then they can get citizenship then they can get a job then they can get out of the camp it is nation-to-nation Christian University that is providing a way out of war-torn areas (laughs) racial wars political wars religious wars cost these people everything there's no going home for them. Listen to me. But here's the truth. I don't have to travel to Kenya to see the effects of war. Right here in my office in this church, my days are filled with people who are in conflict, marriages. Y'all are quiet today. Come on, anne told me I couldn't skip a word in this. Families. I just got a text message yesterday from a full-grown adult who said, Pastor Don, when my parents show up at your church tomorrow, I need you to give them a lecture. <laughs> I can show it to you. So I promptly told Breno, no, I don't get involved in family issues. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Community. Church members. For the life of me, I can't fathom what we think the fruit of war with each other is going to produce. Not peace. Addictions, winning, or willful sinning. Willful sin. The list is eternal, church. It is eternal. And the sad result is the world is littered with debris of, of, of divided homes and families, damaged children, discarded friendships, and war torn life. The truth is, church, we don't have to go to Kakuma. A recent Christmas survey, I told you I've been reading some lately. I I just found them pretty cool this year for some reason. Shoppers were asked, what would you like to see peace? What would you like to see at peace this Christmas? Here's the list. With my parents. Someone actually put on there, with my ex. Now we laugh because we think that's impossible, but... You you see what I'm saying? Even though we think it's impossible to have peace, we still desire it. Even with the people we think it's impossible to have it with, with my kids. Someone actually put this with the political bickering on TV. Let me tell you something. You better listen to Pastor Don. These news media people that you—they are selling you a product. They are selling you a product left right it down the middle it doesn't matter they figured out which product you're going to buy and they're selling it to you and we purchase it but this is outdated this is irrelevant Peace in my mind, peace in my heart, peace in my neighborhood. Someone actually said, peace between religions. Someone said this, peace in my marriage. Come on, church. Let's be honest. Do we believe that peace on earth is actually a possibility? I mean, how can goodwill towards men be possible in our current world? Why? Why do I say that? What gives me the permission, the ability to say that? Why? Because, see, self-centeredness says this. Self-centeredness says this to me. I want things my way. Come on. More than you want things your way. And so, therefore, my agenda clashes with your agenda. And married people learn this very quickly. Here's the truth. When I expect others to meet my needs, the needs that only God can meet, conflict is gonna happen. When I expect people to meet the needs that I have that only God can meet, conflict will always happen. Somebody say amen. That's the truth. James 4 says this. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. The truth is, if we prayed as much as we complained. I can preach to me. I can amen myself. If we prayed as much as we complained, we'd have a whole lot less to stress about. Somebody needs to say amen. And we'd have a whole lot more peace of mind. I need you to understand something. I read something. I read... I've been preparing these messages for weeks. And so, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I read something. A psychiatrist. Now, there's a need for psychiatrists. I I believe in counselors, but a lot of psychology bothers me. That's just me. Counselors, uh, everybody, the Bible says a multitude of counselors in our life is good, right? I'm not beating it down, just... I read something that a psychologist was doing. He was suggesting that his patients go and unload their stress by telling it to unconditional listeners. Their pets. Pastor Don's about to be a rich man. And y'all don't have to worry about me tithing. We're going to build some buildings. Maybe we, I'm, be so, I'm, a, I'm about to be such a rich man, we might even build our own college building. People pay money for a counselor to tell them that they can solve their stress by telling their problems to the pet. Your hamster does not have the ability to bring you peace. I'm I'm about to be rich and I'm going to work a whole lot less because I ain't going to have to hear their problems. I'm just going to tell them, give me your money. Go home and tell your problems to your pet. Everything's going to be great. You know that turtle you got? You don't have a pet? Go catch you one. Matter of fact, don't go buy a pet. Give me that money. I'll provide you with one. I got some tarantulas that'll listen to you all day long. They don't want to be touched. They don't want to be hugged. They don't want to be loved. They don't need anything, a cricket a month, and they're happy. And you can tell them all your problems that you want. Matter of fact, I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to rent it to you. What happened to what the apostle Paul said? In Philippians chapter 4, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. The reality is this church, there will never be peace in this world until there's peace within the nations. And there's not going to be any peace within the nations until there are peace within the communities. There's not going to be any peace in the communities until there is peace within our families. And there isn't going to be any peace in our families until there's peace in our individual hearts. None of that's going to happen until the Prince of Peace invades your life and reigns in your heart. Yes. Amen. That's Christmas. Why, am, why is it far better to tell your problems to a pet than to read the Word of God? and be obedient can I tell you all my problems all my problems all my problems happen because of disobedience whether I initiated them or someone else initiated them and I experienced them somewhere somebody's not being obedient and that's the key to peace right that is the key to peace it's time everybody say it's time Jesus came at Christmas to bring us peace. And it's an incredible thing to receive. Peace with God. The peace of God. And peace with others. Watch this. So when Jesus offers us peace with God, watch this. Do you realize that in trying to live your life your way, instead of God's way, you're actually in conflict with God? Spiritually. When I'm trying to live it my way, I'm in conflict with God. God. Emotionally, when I'm trying to live life my way, I'm in conflict with God. Physically, when I'm trying to live life my way, I'm in conflict with God. Every time God tells me I shouldn't eat that whole box of little Debbie cakes. Financially. I'm trying to believe God for miracles in my life, and I can't believe God for a dime on a dollar. Oh, it's going to happen in January. Pastor Don don't preach much on giving, but I'm, I need you to understand where is my faith and how is it in conflict with God? He created us to live in His purpose, and anything else is rebellion. Somebody say Amen. We all like sheep have gone astray in Isaiah 53. Each of us turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. This is an inter- internal war with God that causes tension in our minds. We've been reading from Galatians chapter 4, but watch Galatians chapter 5. Are you ready? Everybody say, I'm ready. Out of the message now, don't freak out on me. It's not a translation. I know that. It's a paraphrase. I'm Just watch this. Galatians 5, 19 and 21, just out of the message. Watch this. It is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive loveless. Rep- uh, uh, repetitive loveless. Cheap sex. A stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage. I, I, I love it. Frenzied and joyless grabs of happiness. Trinket God's. Magic show religion. Paranoid loneliness. Cutthroat competition. All-consuming yet never satisfied wants. A brutal temper. An impet- impotence of love or, or be loved. Listen, divided homes and divided lives. Small-minded and lopsided pursuits. The, vic- the vicious habit of vis- depersonalizing everyone into a rival. Uncontrolled. Uncontrolled addictions. Watch this. Ugly parodies of community. I could go on. This is right there. This isn't the first time I've warned you, you know. And then he ends this way. If you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Contrast that church with being reconciled to God, being at peace with God. Watch Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. This is the living Bible. Watch this. But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And here there is no conflict with the law. Watch what he's saying. It's the peace of God that when we submit to and surrender to, that transforms our lives. Can I say this, and you and I will agree. You know you will. There's a built-in desire to be at peace with our earthly father. Come on. Yes, there is. It's hardwired into us. Even if there was abuse, even if there was neglect, even if there was abandonment, Something feels missing if that relationship is disconnected. We want to be reconciled. And people do all kinds of stupid stuff to earn the approval of a parent. Why? Because there's a deep need. Somebody, y'all not helping me today. Maybe it's, maybe it's this weather. I'm going to replace all of y'all's coffee with pre-workout. It's the same need to be reconciled with our Heavenly Father. Sure, it is. When people tell me, Pastor Don, something is missing, you know what you can do? You can see it in their struggle. You can see it in their activities. You can see it in their achievements. You can see it in their drug use. You can see it in their affairs. You can see it in their pursuits, right? Proof of desire is in the pursuit. I don't have to tell you what I'm pursuing or what I desire. You can watch it by how I pursue it. That's, that's what, I don't have to tell you what I desire. Watch me pursue it. See, sometimes I lie to myself and say I don't desire something, but I still pursue it. It's true. Somehow in the grocery store, I always go in saying, I've got no desire, no desire for Little Debbie Snack Cakes. But I always find myself on that aisle. Everybody needs to be reconciled to God. And maybe there's an internal struggle in your life right now that no matter what you've done, how you've tried to get it fixed, that you have never been able to overcome this war. Let me just say it to us. Right, I'm just lay it right. Maybe it's a war with addiction. Maybe it's a war with bitterness. Maybe it's a war with unforgiveness. Maybe it's a war with anger. Maybe it's a, it's a war with, with a, a mental struggle, depression. Maybe it's a war in your marriage. Maybe it's a war and no matter what you do you spent years trying to find peace. And you cried out, God, I'm tired of this war. Tired of this. Come on, church. Tired of this battle. I'm tired of this fight. So tired of it that you're just ready to surrender, not to God, but to the loss. Just to be done. Just to be done. Just to be done. Nothing else can compare for a broken relationship with God. Here's the good news. Somebody say it. Come on. It's time. Somebody say it's time. The good news of Christmas is that Jesus was born to bridge reconciliation between you and God. Watch 2 Corinthians 5.19. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. He has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Romans 5.10. For if we... Or oh, if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Amen. Pastor Don, Pastor Don, how can I, an imperfect person, be reconciled to a perfect God? How do I discover peace with God? I'm going to lay a heavy on you right now. You might want to write it down. It will never happen by bargaining with God. And the most, most of the time our prayers are just that. A negotiation with God. God, if you give me this, I'll give you that. Oh God, if you just give me that, I'll give you this. Oh, Lord, if you'll do this, I won't do that. Or, Lord, if you'll do this, then I'll go do that. Lord, help me. I need this. I need that. Most of our prayer life is a negotiation with God. And we wonder why it never, ever happens. It never works that way. right? It only comes, listen, peace only comes from a total, unconditional surrender to God. Give up the idea that you know what's best for you. Give give up the religious attitude that you can pick and choose which of God's rules you want to follow and then still expect to have peace with God. Why surrender to God? Because there's no way you're ever going to win a war with God. I have told my story over 30 years ago of deliverance from pornography. That Sunday evening, when I pulled a chair up to the altar, and I said, I am not leaving this altar until God delivers me from this. That was over 30 years ago. You see, I pulled a chair up to the altar. There's been plenty of people tried to immolate after hearing that story. I pulled a chair because I was prepared to stay. But what I found out is that in that moment, it wasn't the chair. It wasn't the altar. It wasn't a religious movement towards God. It was a total surrender to the Lord. And he came in and did what I never could do before. He took away what I was struggling with. God ended the war in my life and brought peace to me. Purity to me with my eyes and my thoughts, who I am as a man, has nothing to do with whether I don't participate in pornography. That has nothing to do with whether I'm, I'm, I'm perfect in every aspect. Peace, listen, it's because the peace of God came into my life, and I cherish His peace more than anything else. Now, I'm gonna just be honest with guys. I say this all the time. It's not my notes, so this is free. Listen, gentlemen, you can't help what you see, but you can't help what you look at. That's yeah. good. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Alter call. My eyes see all kinds of things. Hello, somebody. But I choose what I look at. Are you with me? Yeah. There's a big difference. Why surrender? Because there's no way to ever win a war with God. Watch Job. Watch Job. In, in, in chapter 22, verse 21, now acquaint yourself with him. I know some of Aaron A's class, you guys are doing the book of Job right now, right? Uh, Dr. Fount is teaching that, right? And, and he, right Here's the verse. Now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Thereby, good will come to you. Amazing. Jesus offers us peace with God. i, I got to hurry up here. Jesus offers us, listen, the peace of God. There's a difference. Yeah. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. That word keep is a military word. It's guard. It's, it's guard. It's a military phrase. Listen, let me ask you a question this morning. In this place, what robs you of peace? Oh, it, it, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. My my spouse. My kid come on somebody. My boss. Hello, somebody. What robs you of peace? Can I say this? Uncontrolled circumstances. Sickness, death. Unchangeable people. Let, let me tell you why they rob you of peace. Because they don't cooperate with your plans to change them. You know why unchangeable people rob you of your peace? Because they're not cooperating with your plans to change them. Not my job. Not my job. Wasn't your job to change me? Come on, somebody. Right? See, I don't lose my peace over people who don't want change in their own life. Come on. Unexplainable problems that rob you of peace? You know what? Unexplainable, when life seems unfair, why me, Lord? What did I ever do? Come on, the car breaks. Hello, somebody. You ever notice how you respond to these peace robbers? What you do is you typically try hard to control everything. Or you just give up and go, what's the point? I tried this. It doesn't work. See? I've tried this. It doesn't work. Or you can gain true peace by leaning and trusting Jesus. Now, I'm going to put this up here because I know, and I just want the first part up, and I, I think we did it that way, right? Here's the serenity prayer. You guys know the serenity prayer? Sure you do. Uh, you know just the first half of it. Watch, watch the serenity prayer here. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Did you know there's more? You did? Come on, read it. Let's go. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make things right. There's more, but I only got 45 minutes. The truth of the matter is, the prayer is about trusting God and stop trusting you. The path of peace comes from surrender to God. Jesus says in Matthew 11, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke on you. Learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. Good. Jesus shows us how to have peace with others. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because some I don't want you. To, but listen, you know this year you, you probably got to buy a Christmas present for somebody you don't like. you don't right and in that way you love the story, why are you laughing Christy (laughs) the Grinch right if you're going to give them anything you're going to give them a stocking full of coals lumps come on somebody Jesus shows us how to have peace with others by turning us into peacemakers. Watch this. 2 Corinthians 5.18. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation and peace are the same word. Come on. Watch this. When Jesus comes into your life, one of the first areas you will see... Is a difference in your relationships. Matthew 5.9. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called. Sons of God. When you restore relationships. You're doing what God would do. God didn't say. Blessed are the peace lovers. Everybody loves peace. God didn't say. Blessed are the peaceable. You know those people. Who are never bothered by anything. He said, blessed are the peacemakers. What does it mean to be a peacemaker? I'm closing. Come on up here, worship team. I want to say this. I don't believe it's about avoiding conflict or pretending like it doesn't exist. That's not peacemaking. It's about promoting reconciliation. If you are more interested in being right then you are in being in relationship. You will never be in relationship. You can tweet or Instagram or whatever they, that. So many people are afraid of reconciliation. Let me tell you why. Because they're afraid that if they reconcile, no change is going to take place. That's a misunderstanding of reconciliation. Reconciliation is not the same as resolution. You see, reconciliation or peace, you know what that does? It ends hostility. How can you ever have resolution without ending hostility? You see, we want resolution in the midst of staying hostile. Reconciliation is not the same as resolution. Reconciliation ends hostility. That doesn't mean that you've solved the problem. What it does mean is that now you can deal with the problem without hostility... And instead, you can deal with it with love and respect. And I don't know a war that cannot be won when both parties are determined that what I am going to do right now in this moment is love and respect. Now, what God did at Christmas? While you were yet sinners. The Bible says that by sending His Son, God... Ended the hostility between man and God. Come on, church. Reconciliation focuses on the relationship. Resolution focuses on the problem. That needs to be dealt with. Somebody say amen. There's a huge difference between forgiveness and trust. Somebody say amen. Forgiveness is free and instant. We give it away the same way God gave it to us. And until you forgive, you cannot get on with your life. You can't. You'll exist, but you're just going to stay stuck in the mud of bitterness. Trust is a different matter. Forgiveness takes care of the past. Trust is all about the future. Will you stand with me? I've, I knew this would be a heavy message because there's not a person in this room who is not at war? Yeah. With yourself. With, it, come on. Let me tell you something. You know like I do that a lot of Christmas shopping winds up shopping for yourself. Well, I, I think it's okay for you to give yourself a gift this year. I do. Give yourself the gift of peace with God. Give yourself the gift of peace with God. Let God work into every other area of war in your life. Not because you are perfect, but because you have peace with God. Watch where conflict will come to an end where you thought it was impossible. Watch where a miracle will happen. In those areas where you thought doom and gloom was the only way and at the end of everything was there Christmas season is about peace on earth goodwill towards men and it's the perfect time not only to give ourselves the gift of peace with God but to give that gift to other people it's time it's time So this morning, we're going to worship for a moment. And at Christmas, it's okay to receive a gift. Come on, somebody. This morning, in this place, if your life has been full of conflict, if your life has been full of war, and yet you hear Luke chapter 2, peace on us and goodwill towards men, and you think, not towards me. God wants to meet you this morning so this altar is open Father right now in the name of Jesus we thank you for your presence that you come Jesus and do what nothing else can do and bring peace Lord we live in a broken world and that world is at war God, there may not be any armies or tanks or machine guns pointing directly at our lives. But God, there is conflict of all sort. Truth be told, God, a war that we could fight in the physical would be much easier than the war that we're fighting in our lives. The emotional, spiritual, physical aspect of our war. Thank you, Lord, that you come to bring peace. God, I pray over my friends right now, Lord. Marriages, addictions, depression, anxiety, all this conflict. Would you come right now and bring your peace. Bring your peace.
1: Bring your peace.
0: Come on, the altar's open. Sing with me. Hallelujah. Come on, just a minute. Come on, lift your voice. Hallelujah. surpasses all understanding God it's a gift we have to earn it we have to be good enough for it we simply have to receive it so God I pray that as each and every person receives this gift this Christmas that they won't leave it in a, a packaged box but they'll open it up and let the peace of God come into every area of our life Lord we receive it right now. In Jesus' name. Everyone said, come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Turn around and tell your neighbor, it's time. Receive his peace.